All right, welcome back. Uh, good to have you. Obviously, we have been covering the story, the, 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 the ever-evolving situation inside the Michigan GOP. And, and I think I've done a pretty good job in, in staying balanced. And, and look, I haven't sugarcoated it. I think the Michigan GOP is in a terrible position. They're not able to raise enough money to be competitive in the 2024 presidential election, not, not only for president, but for other Republicans running for state office, running for for uh, jobs in Washington, D.C., and, and they're in a really bad spot. Plus, there is this this almost civil war inside the Republican Party where, where these factions aren't coming together. There isn't a lot of unity. There isn't a lot of unification uh, efforts underway. And, and it's putting the party here in the state in a particularly tough spot when you consider what the Democrats are doing on the other side. They're, they're creating a war chest. They are at least on the outside showing a sense of unity. It's, 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 it, it can be a precarious situation for the opposite side, in this case, the MIGOP. Uh, Bree Magenberg is the District 2 State Committee woman, and there is an effort underway to oust Christina Caramo from power. 45 uh, inside of the Michigan GOP got together, voted to out, oust Christina Caramo. And Christina Caramo says that not only was it not legal within the MIGOP's bylaws, but she's not going anywhere, and, and there will be repercussions for these actions. And Bree Magenberg joins us this afternoon. Bree, it's good to have you. Hey there, and thanks for having me. I wanted to get a sense from you of the current state of the the Michigan Republican Party. Obviously, um, the, the money issues aside, th- there seems to be um, a struggle um, uh, j- just trying to find common ground with folks inside the party. G- give me a sense of what it's like inside the, the Michigan GOP today. You know, absolutely. And this is tricky just to be very clear because there are so many different i guess bags if you will that we could unpack to try to discuss all of it but you know really the bottom line to all of this when you remove the money uh, because i will tell you to start with i don't think she ever had plans to fundraise from the very beginning i was able to look at pieces and put them together and you could see the puzzle start to build this picture of how her administration was seeking a centralized power that gave them sole governance of the party. And it was a closed system that they would create. Now, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What I said. And and that is unbelievable. And and look, the, the, the main job of a chair of these, of these parties is to fundraise and you're telling me that from the outset th- that you believe that there was no real desire to raise money for the Michigan GOP? Um, well, let's start with what you just said. I believe let's talk about the facts. Um, she spoke when she campaigned on what she was going to do for fundraising. Let me ask you, did she do it? Did she ever produce a fundraising plan? Did she ever build the, the donor base and bring the money in. And I think that the answer to all of those is no, that is a cut and dry fact. So she Mm. did not do it. It's not a matter of what I believe. She did not do it. She did not create the plan and she did not execute the plan that she had discussed when she ran for this position. 
So th- th- there, there is obviously a fissure between different different groups inside the party. She would tell you, well, this is the establishment class. This is the, the rhinos of the party where they just want to make their rich friends richer and, and that, that some of these high donors inside the Republican Party aren't interested in, in this new wave of, of Republican politics and they just want to take things back to the Stone Ages while others are saying, well, look, we have to maintain our morals. We have to continue on this path of being Republicans, but we also need money. Money wins elections. And at the end of the day, this is all about winning elections. And Republicans, yeah. look, quite frankly, haven't done a very good job of that lately. And so I, I, I'm curious to know why why that fissure seems, from my perspective on the outside, why it continues to grow instead of getting smaller? Well, the answer to that is really actually very simple. How do you grow a voter base when rather than linking arms with those with dissenting voices, rather than communicating and collaborating to build a coalition of all Republicans, how do you grow when you are pushing people away, when you are telling the so-called establishment that you don't want them. Those are voters. How do you grow when you're pushing people away? And I do just want to say one thing. When I hear her talk, I literally want to vomit. She has called me deep state. I am a demonizer. I'm a, I'm a rhino. People in my community laugh hysterically about this because I am everything but. I have been nothing but an absolute Republican activist. But what I hear when I hear her speak now is she projects onto others and then she throws in some gaslighting. She's always deflecting from the actual topic. And don't forget, she was always a victim. And if you were ever in a bad relationship, those are exactly the traits of an abuser. Mm. You know, I think the big question for a lot of folks is, is who's at the helm? Right, because of the the 45 that showed up last weekend to hold that vote to oust Christina Caramo from her position as chair of the, the Michigan GOP, uh, 88% voted in favor, and, and the notion was that she was removed as chair. Christina Caramo says that's not correct, according to the, the bylaws inside the party here in the state of Michigan. Um, and, and not only that, but but... She's not leaving, and and there could be repercussions coming to those who went rogue and held this this vote that was unauthorized by by the the party itself. Um, is there fear of repercussion here? Is there fear that that there could be some sort of um, um, punishment coming your way and the way of others that that were there and voted? Uh, you know, when she tells people that which she puts forward and, oh, we'll make sure to take every step that we need to state, this is not the first time that as a state committee member that has followed the bylaws, it is not the first time that she's literally threatened along with her crew that they were going to litigate against us for following the bylaws. Now, I want to take the time to point this out. Christina Caramo has been the face of election integrity. Can you agree with that? She has spoken about election integrity at great length for a long time. Okay, thank you. So now that that is confirmed, the same person that has been a strong face of election integrity that actually has brought it upon county clerks and scolded and shamed them for not 
following the law, but instead the fictitious policies and procedures of the SOS, that same person is doing exactly the opposite to us. Now, we are being shamed and ridiculed and threatened because we are not following her fictitious policies and procedures. The bylaws are very clear. You cannot just previously create your own policies and procedures and say this is going to happen because I'm the chair and I said so. She is one voice on this body. She is not the sole governing authority. However, as much as she's going after the sole governance, and I could show you sometime in black and white, she's going after it. She is not the dictator of a body of this party. Mm. You said threatened. Oh, she has. We have been threatened before. Uh, We called a special meeting back in August. And we were threatened, anyone and any state committee members that participated were threatened that there could be litigation if we participated mm. in that meeting. So who's who's steering the ship now? Uh, well, you know, wouldn't that be great to know? I mean, let's be honest, figure out who's behind on Shackle the Mitten, and you might have an idea of who's helping to steer the ship. Mm. Uh, unfortunately, I have a lot of people that I could potentially express to you as those that are steering the ship on her end. Uh, on our end, I'll tell you that acting chair is now Melinda Pago, and she is working day in and day out right now to try to get with legal, to try to build a website, to get communications up and running, because at this point, we not only have had district chair that has been removed from the official GOP site, but vice chairs have been locked out, mm. and Melinda Pago had been locked out before January 6th even took place. It sounds like well, it sounds like this story is far from over. Uh, Bree Magenberg, thank you for the time, for the candid discussion, and and I look forward to to getting an update from you very soon. Absolutely, thanks for reaching out. Yeah, uh, got to take a break. More coming up next on JR Afternoon, including the name of somebody who is throwing their hat into the ring to be the next chair of the Michigan GOP. We'll talk to them next on JR Afternoon.